Welcome to All The Frogs, the podcast where we dissect the dating scene, covering everything from first dates to heartbreak and all that's in between. We're your hosts, Lee and Jules, and together we have literally met all the frogs out there, making us the most qualified, unqualified pair to share our dating advice. Join us each week as we navigate single life, exploring the highs and lows of dating and chatting about the lessons learned along the way. This is All The Frogs. Let's jump on into the episode. Hi from Melbourne. Hi from Prague, still. From Prague. We're remote recording today, guys. Yeah, so bear with us if the uh, audio is a bit fuzzy. We're testing our tech skills out here. <laughs> mine are very limited, I must say. <laughs> so are mine. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, when it comes to Zoom, you've got many skills. I couldn't even get the app open on my computer. Oh, well. We've started and the recording is in progress. So, you know, hopefully all goes well. <laughs> now, I have a lovely view of you in your home office there in Prague. <laughs> it looks like some interesting artwork behind you. Look, the whole apartment is actually very interesting. I picked this Airbnb based on where it is in Prague. It's in the expat suburb and it's got lots of space. It's open beds, so, you know, you could come and stay and a home office space. What I discovered about it is there is very European artwork throughout the apartment. Is that what we're and calling it? European we're, we're calling it European. I cannot find a place in the apartment to set my computer up and not have naked women behind me on my Zoom screen. <laughs> I've taken a screenshot for everyone. I'll share yeah. that. <laughs> like, so wherever the PowerPoints are versus the art on the wall versus the table, someone's getting a naked image. There's also one in the guest toilet. And when I say there's one, it's like, two meters tall it's really really big and the woman is in high heels only and she's holding her vagina like she's she's trying like she's busting for the toilet but she's also not quite sure like what's going on (laughs) but looking sexy while doing it yeah like who does that and then you move into the bedroom and over the double bed the width of the double bed is this piece of artwork full naked woman (laughs) hits and all on show you're just like hmm Okay. And there's three behind the desk space. So I can actually move, you know, you could have the woman doing the bridge yoga pose. I was going to say it's some sort of Pilates move, right? (laughs) Oh, the next one across is literally just this giant peach of a bum. Um, Oh, she does have a nice bum. (laughs) It's really beautiful. It's really hot. Um, So that's a bit creepy, but I'm just embracing it. I mean, last week you said that your rose-coloured glasses are filthy. This is like another example of Prague bringing the the sex, really. Yeah, oh, and the apartment also has an unnecessarily high amount of mirrors in it, including a mirror in the shower. Have yes. you made use of that? <laughs> in And in what way would you? <laughs> I have checked to see if it's like a dual screen or something in case anything creepy is going on behind there. A two-way, a two-way yeah, two mirror. Way. That's it, I've checked. And I it's think not... you might have checked for cameras in the apartment I, too. I actually also checked for cameras, yes. Because the, the Airbnb host gave you the creeps of it. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. He's invited me out for a drink on a Saturday night and, like, it really wants to meet me. And just lovely, that's really nice. But in the context of, like, all of the mirrors, the five <laughs> images of naked women throughout the apartment, like, it's all just a bit much. And I'm... And the winky faces. It. I think you get a lot of oh, winky faces. <laughs> faces in the messages it could just be a check thing but you don't want to take any chances with that mirror no, thank you it's uh not about not about it <laughs> but otherwise Prague's treating you well it is I'm really enjoying it it's 
feeling very like at peace and comfortable about being here it's been a great time so far one month down another month to go it feels like you've already been gone for ages and we only saw you a couple of days ago (laughs) (laughs) missing me already yeah attachment issues (laughs) I'm an anxious attachment style and I can't be without you (laughs) at least we have an excuse to chat all the time with our podcast yeah we can catch up (laughs) on all of the things exactly now I don't know if we've talked on the pod about why you're actually doing this, why you've chosen Prague, all that jazz. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, I guess it's an interesting choice. Like when people say they're going on a working holiday, it's like we're going to Bali or I'm going to go to Hawaii, like somewhere beachy and warm or like some big really common city for people to travel to. Prague is a bit left of centre. So for me, Prague has a very special family connection. It's a place where my dad spent his formative years and I've got some family in the Czech Republic and Slovakia that I want to visit and connect with. I've been wanting to make this trip with either myself or with my stepmom. Like my stepmom speaks the language. I don't see that's kind of handy. Um, (laughs) So since my dad passed away in 2020, COVID obviously hasn't allowed for that. Then I kind of thought when I was in a relationship that there wasn't space for that, for me to do that. Uh, and that maybe I couldn't do that on my own in that relationship and my ex was not keen on coming with me. Which is sad because I think as something that's so important to you, I don't know, I feel like it's something that your partner should support me. Support you on. Mm, speaking of red flags. I don't know. <laughs> and so something I was talking about last year with my stepmom about making a trip over and needing to connect with the homeland, if you will. It's a bit of a pilgrimage and to experience the things that he experienced and to feel that connection to dad. Then when the relationship blew up at the start of the year, my options opened up in terms of what I could do with annual leave and time off. So you're not tied to anything, right? Because you're actually, you're taking a bit of leave while you're over there, but you're also working. Like your your work has been amazing and are letting you work most of the time over there remotely. I know you've had some really super early mornings, (laughs) but it's probably worth it. You do what you got to do. Yeah. And when you were attached, you obviously felt like, well, I need to be in the same place as this person. And I think it's just a really good example of how when something's not right for us, it can really hold us back. I was was literally about to say I felt held back by it. But only in hindsight was I actually (laughs) held back from doing it. And this trip was one of the first decisions that I did make after the breakup. And I didn't make it in a big explosive move in response to the breakup. It Mm. was something that had been simmering away there that after the breakup, I felt empowered to go through with that process to make that trip happen. And here I am in Prague. I love that. You're doing a lot of exploring, right? So much exploring, so much eating, all of the ice cream, all of the pickles and the salami. Yeah, introducing you to the our wog spirits. Oh, they were not my favourite, I must say. The video of you <laughs> enjoying them was quite good. So you joined me for a week in Prague. That's where we came. I did. Wasn't it so fun? We had the best time. It was really nice to be able to travel together. Like we've known each other for so long, but never actually done that. Yeah, I mean, we've known each other for forever. Travelling, definitely, you see a different side of people. <laughs> But we had a great time. All my flaws were exposed. Like when you came, I was like, so I have all these things that I need you to do around the apartment because (laughs) I'm in fact useless at them. Yeah, she couldn't work the microwave. She'd knock down the curtains and couldn't reach them to put them back up. 
didn't know how to turn the dishwasher on, couldn't work the TV. God, and at the start of the app, I was saying that you were the technical genius of the two of us. No, I'm absolutely not. I don't know where you got that opinion from. Can't read a map. I was going to say, we also discovered that I cannot read a map. I did think that I was a little bit better at it until I got here and realised I'm just used to the streets of Melbourne. I'm not actually good at reading a map. Yeah, I don't know. I think as well when you're trying to walk along and you're watching it and also not trying to look like a tourist it can be kind of tricky but anyway we were really busy while I was there um and I was exhausted because I'd already done two weeks overseas (laughs) after all that I was desperate for a massage (laughs) but you weren't able to recommend any were you I no so I have discovered that Prague is as I mentioned last week the rose-colored glasses came off in some areas Europe yes is in a heat wave but it has not been in a heat wave when I first came here and I tried to look for some activities to do in the rain and I thought I'm yeah. going to a sauna because I bloody love a sauna. You're obsessed with saunas. I'm obsessed. I love a good sauna chat. I love sweating it out. There's a whole vibe that happens in a sauna like everyone gets to know each other. It's great. I said, oh, my God, I'm saying everyone gets to know each other and then you're going to hear the rest of the story and wonder what we do in Melbourne. And keep going. <laughs> so I was looking up all these sauna places and I found one that was really nice and I was like, yep, website looks chic. Got like a whole wellness centre. The thing, I think it was called like Relax Day Spa. It looked really fab. So I went to it and they were like, oh, do you want like this pass or this pass? You know, there's a, I'm like, oh, I think I want the private room because I'm just maybe not feeling that comfortable in a different country, being in like all these different saunas and getting around there by myself. Like it just felt a little bit off. What do you wear in the sauna or are you in your birthday suit? Well, no, a lot of Europeans go in their birthday suit and just a towel around them. Yeah. On the signs in there, they had like, they give you a towel and a sheet and I couldn't really work out like why. And then when I was like, oh, I can I see like what's the price for this private room like maybe I'll just do the private sauna like in Melbourne you go you book your 45 minutes in the private sauna and off you go happy days yeah oh my god happy days this actually is happy days <laughs> she's speaking sexual innuendo again why do I do this uh, so it is actually a happy day in Prague the reason they give you a sheet is that the private room was only available to book for a whole day session or a whole night session and it comes oh. with complete sterilization and there's a bed in the fucking sauna or well, it literally says sterilized yeah they talk about how <laughs> how it's sterilized between so the private sauna in prague is not just a small sauna that you go and sit in for 45 minutes it's a sauna with a cold plunge pool with a bed and you hire yeah. it for 12 hours it's wink, a snack wink. sauna <laughs> so obviously so, then booked it and you went in <laughs> and I was like I can't do this I don't hey I don't want to be like in all a room with all these other people especially now knowing that there's like this whole side arm of sex sauna business going on and like what the hell do the massages come with they come with cum <laughs> and sex massages <laughs> so absolutely not because I'm sending you off to any of them Oh, like you would have got off. I've got to stop. I've got to stop. stop. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I think when you then spoke to people about this after the fact, they were like, oh, yeah, obviously, like yeah. they're all broth. Yeah, exactly. And you I- never knew that. 
I never knew. Like I've come to Prague with my family. That is my memory of it. It's the beauty. It's the history. It's not the sex liberation, sex sauna, happy endings. It just didn't even cross my mind. And now, I, honestly, I can't look at any sauna places or any massage places here because all I can think about is come everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, we might be done with that one. Oh, well, that sounds like quite the adventure. Yeah, look, it was certainly eye-opening and no massages for me. No, yeah. all me, all me. I got I... one as soon as I got home. You, you had a busy few weeks. I did, I did. So obviously I was over there at the same time as you. And I was always going to come and visit you in Prague. Mm -hmm. But the two weeks before that, I had planned this very romantic Northern Italy food and wine road trip with my ex. I'd booked everything. I'd booked some of the most beautiful places like villas, wineries, lots of swimming pools. Mm -hmm. It was stunning. So then I had to kind of figure out what I was going to do in those two weeks before I came to meet you. Uh, luckily, a couple of my friends were already planning a bit of a getaway in that first week. I went and joined them in Crete and it was it was really nice. Very, very hot, which I probably talked about last week as well because I've been sweating it up a storm for the last month. And then I booked a cruise for the second week and I wasn't sure about it because you know, when we think about cruises, we think old people. I was going to say golden oldies in their retirement. Golden oldies. That's a nicer way of saying it than just old people. <laughs> Retirees and, you know, bingo and <laughs> bridge and, you know, all those sorts of things. But, of course, the perks of a cruise are that you don't have to lug your suitcase around anywhere. And you get to visit a heap of different places and you can meet people on the trip. So what attracted you to A, a cruise and then this cruise? What made you overcome the golden oldie ideal? Because I personally, I'd be like, oh, a cruise. No, I wouldn't even look at it or explore that as an option. No. And it's really weird because since I've gotten back, I'm seeing them everywhere. I don't know if you're the same, but I think that they've paid a heap of influencers to go on these cruises. They're all saying they're having a great time too, but I legit had a great time. Oh, hold on. This is supposed to be our tried and tested. (laughs) Should we do the intro? Yeah, we better do it. We better do the intro. So now it's actually time for tried and tested, where we venture out into the wild and do the hard work so you don't have to. Or in this case, Lee's gone on a very expensive, luxurious cruise tested out for us yeah well I mean it was somewhat expensive but it is all inclusive <laughs> I can't even remember what we were talking about before we decided to do the intro so organized and professional I was looking into different options because obviously when you're traveling with someone else you're splitting the cost of accommodation and you know you've got someone else to help carry the bags and you've got someone to keep you company on your travel and hmm. I wasn't about to do a road trip around Italy on my own. like No, you've also gone from having booked a really romantic Northern Italy <laughs> getaway, Northern Italian getaway, to not having a partner to travel with. And that's an opportunity to go, fuck it. Like, yes. go and make the most of this and have the best time ever. And like, what is the funnest out of your comfort zone activity, travel thing that you can do that's going to pick you up and make that trip amazing what's interesting you say out of your comfort zone but I think I actually picked the cruise because it felt safe Ah, okay so you're not traveling around because obviously when you're traveling by yourself 
you know, sometimes you're going to get public transport at night mm. or you're getting cabs and you're not sure if they're going to take you to the right place. You're, you're obviously a tourist because you're dragging your suitcase around. And so I loved the idea of getting on this boat and being in this safe environment. And mm. the boat felt so safe. I think there was something like 1,700 people on board oh the gosh. boat. The boat is 16 stories with a rooftop running track. You'd love the running track, oh, yeah. you know, views of the ocean, 360 degrees. Oh. But also people on the on the ship are so friendly. And my one of my friends had said to me, oh, cruise people, they're a bit too friendly, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like you all get in the lift and they're like, oh, hey, how are you going? But it was nice because I was by myself. Like I never actually felt like I was by myself. Mm. I made some really good friends on the trip. So love it. I think the other thing that I really love about it, I mean, one, you get to see lots of different things. Mm-hmm. I did the Greek islands. So each day you stop at a different Greek island, which is incredible. And you can kind of treat the ship as a hotel. So you can just come and go as you please. Again, it just feels so much more secure as mm-hmm. a solo traveler the reason I picked the one that I picked so I went on a virgin voyages cruise it's adults only oh perfect it's not it's not seedy like it sounds there's just no little kids running around you don't need little kids is that's gonna ruin your vibe sorry guys they had a deal for solo travelers now this is so rare right because and the thing with cruises is they're all inclusive so because they're all inclusive and a cabin is for two people you're always paying the same price for one cabin. Mm, okay. But they had a deal that was like a half price cabin. So huge cabin to myself. I had a $600 bar tab, which I managed to spend all of. I was like, I'm doing that money. Um, what do you call that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> make it rain, baby. Make it rain. The make it rain sign with my hands. But I was shouting bottles of champagne around the <laughs> to all my new friends because the bar tab was massive. Well, that's like um, quite str- a strategic move by them because as a single traveler, you want to make friends. You've got a bar tab. It's like my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> It's a really open environment. It's really safe for all types of people. So there were people of all different ages uh, and people from everywhere. There actually weren't many Aussies on the boat. I would say mostly Brits and Americans. I really think that we should bring cruising in. Cruising is the new all-inclusive holiday. Oh, is it like the new, not the new, but the, is it like the 30 plus equivalent of sail Croatia? (laughs) Or um, the bus one, Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky. (laughs) I honestly cannot recommend it highly enough. And I will be going again next year. Not to the same island, but I'll do do a different one. (laughs) So I think we can consider that one tried and tested. Is that right, Lee? Tried, tested and approved. Massively. Do it. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) So actually, Lee, did your milkshake bring any boys to the yard? Look, I must say there wasn't a heap of opportunity. Did you create any opportunity? I tried. On the ship, there were some really good-looking men. Mm-hmm. And I just going to make me look sound so pathetic. I would like make some eyes at them. But then <laughs> I would see them. I would see them later in this big group of men and it was very yeah. clear that they were gay. Oh. And that, like there were there were a hell of a lot of very good-looking gay men on oh. the ship. And some of them are friends of mine now. There weren't many opportunities to create. Mm -hmm. Um, But having said that, I 
I definitely feel more open to it since. Interesting. The trip, which yeah. is very interesting. Um, maybe it was just looking at all those hot men yeah. <laughs> for the entire week. Someone's excited. Do you know what though? Like normally I am a sucker for a travel romance. I love a travel romance. Mm. All about them. I've never gotten around it. Haven't you? No, never. Have you traveled by yourself much? No, not really. Actually, this is my first like solo adventure. I think that's one time. Another time is when you travel for weddings. I mean, (laughs) obviously weddings are an excellent hunting ground. (laughs) (laughs) Hunting ground. Yeah. I made dating a side hustle and now you're making it an elite sport. (laughs) Yeah. I used to be really good at it too. (laughs) Please. So tell us about your wedding travel lovers. The wedding one. So my friends got married. This was a couple of years ago. They got married in the UK and I traveled over there. One of the best men, the groom had, I think, four best men. And one Mm. of them was like absolutely gorgeous. Just like the sweetest man ever. We were chatting and, but you know, at weddings, people want people to hook up. So all eyes (laughs) are on you. Did you get put on a single table? Uh, Do you know what? No, I would have got put on the Aussies table um, for the travellers. But, I mean, I have definitely been on the singles table a couple of times. Not not as bad as they make it look in the movies if there are good-looking single men on there. Yeah. Trying to get this guy away from the crowd. (laughs) I literally sound like a lioness. (laughs) Um, And so I was... I was quite intoxicated by this stage and I said, oh, my God, have you lost your wallet? I think I saw it out in the field. (laughs) We walked out into this dark field so that we could have a little piece (laughs) away from the prying eyes. Um, So he knew what you were up to when you said that. He knew, he knew. I think he just wasn't as creative as me to come up with his own reason. (laughs) Although he came up with one later because none of the groomsmen are... They'd booked accommodation, but some other accommodation had fallen through. So all the groomsmen gave up their rooms. Yeah. And they were all going to sleep in their car. And, you know, I'm a very generous person. (laughs) So naturally I shared my little single bed. (laughs) (laughs) So did that little holiday romance, did that continue on after the wedding? I already had plans booked in, but I actually ended up seeing him again in London at the end of the trip and I see him most times when I go back over there as well and sometimes one of us will have a partner and but we'll always sort of catch up as friends and I'll have a soft spot for him I don't know there's something about holiday romances you like fall in love immediately (laughs) (laughs) well there's no pressure of real life is there so you can live in that little bubble of honeymoon bliss exactly Anyway, holiday romances are one of my favourite things in oh, the whole world. What's your best yeah. one? Or is that the best one? He's probably the, the nicest guy. There was one in Hawaii who came on hard and fast, yeah. <laughs> to, use a, to use a Julia innuendo. <laughs> he was super keen. We met on New Year's. We were out. He pursued me. I was travelling with two girlfriends and we were staying in this hostel in Waikiki because Waikiki is like the most expensive place for accommodation ever. And was and he this, an American or was he a he, he was American. He ran boat trips for tourists. <laughs> so like a proper, proper local. 
Right. <laughs> so we were staying in this horrible hostel. I was still a graduate lawyer, so I had absolutely no money. And because it was basically the first night that him and I met, I just stayed at his place for the rest of the holiday. <laughs> I know. I felt really bad for my friends who were stuck in that <laughs> gross hostel, but I had a great time. Then unfortunately he ghosted me on my birthday. What? Yeah. Him and his mates were supposed to come and meet us for like dinner and drinks for my birthday and he just never showed up never showed up it's not the most bizarre thing well I think he freaked out I think actually we spoke after and he said he said oh sorry it was just like a bit much or something I was like it was a bit much for you to spend my birthday with me when we've just spent every single day together because you wanted to do yeah and it was really fun because we'd hang out as a group and they had a car so they were like driving us around the island and we were seeing things that we normally wouldn't see, which is another reason why I love a holiday That's romance. Get to hang out with the locals. But yeah, and then he completely freaked himself out and didn't show up on my birthday, which was a bit sucky. God, men just are not in control of their emotions, are they? Or take responsibility for their actions. Like, mate, you drove this. Yeah. It happens so often, though, that they do this. They, like, come on super strong. It's not just a holiday romance thing. And then they freak themselves out. And then they're like, whoa, this is too much. Oh, and you're moving too fast. Yeah. I'm sorry, but thanks to huh? Tango here. Just responding to what you've been saying to me. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. You were staying at his house then. So you stayed there all of the nights. Did you leave anything at his place, i.e. a sentimental watch? <laughs> Just to be clear, that's not something I do <laughs> as a matter of habit. Okay. <laughs> if you haven't listened to episode one, I got ghosted. Actually, so I've been ghosted more than once. If you haven't been ghosted more than once, are you even dating properly? Yeah. <laughs> are you even dating at all? Yeah. No, I don't think I left anything at his place, luckily, because it would have cost him a lot in Express Post to send that <laughs> back to Australia. <laughs> and then there was that guy in, you remember the guy in Barcelona? Oh, yeah, I met him. Yeah. So, I went to uni in the UK for a semester. When I was over there, a couple of my friends and I decided to couch surf again because we were living in poverty. So instead of uh, getting accommodation, we couch surfed around Italy and Spain. And our last stop was in Barcelona. What we didn't realize before we got there was the guy that had put his couch up, I'm doing inverted commas here, couch surfers actually lived in this tiny little apartment with his mother oh my god and so, yeah and so there were three of us girls we showed up he had a single bed that he slept in he gave that up two of us top and tailed in the single bed and another one slept on the floor next to the bed they didn't wow. even have a couch for us to surf on what the hell was he thinking now do you pay for couch surfing at all like even a no, nominal fee no. nothing no, I don't. I maybe sometimes we didn't at that time. And people often do couch surfing to meet people. Yeah. Like we went to a couple of places where, uh, like there was one in Rome where he actually had bunk beds set up in one of the rooms oh, specifically that, for I couch surfing. I find surfing. that a bit creepy. He was, he ended up being super creepy. And um, that's not a story. It's too serious a story for this podcast. The guy in Barcelona was not creepy and had a thing for blondes. Him and I are still sort of in contact. Um, Not so much anymore, but I would see him when I would go back to Europe a bit. I don't know. I've just made some really great long lasting relationships. He was a great connection because I remember when I went to Barcelona with another friend, you were like, oh, go see my friend. 
he'll show you around. Yeah. He did. He like took us out in Barcelona. It was a fabulous experience to be like hosted by a local. Yeah. He did not couch surf, just to clarify. And I am not <laughs> so you know, nothing did happen. <laughs> it was purely platonic, but it was a great outcome for me too, your holiday romance. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be interested to hear other people's stories about holiday romances, but I, I think they're fabulous. I've got a bit of a dating disaster on the flip side of a holiday yeah, okay. romance. Can we dive on in? Please go on. So I was seeing this guy for a couple of months, semi-serious, like we hadn't had the conversation and he was going on a Euro boys trip for six weeks. Right. And we had not really discussed what was happening, but we'd stay, we're staying in contact, we're talking like everyday messages and whatnot and then all of a sudden he just went completely quiet in essence ghosted me as much as you can when you're on the other side of the world but you know Mm. you're in your 20s on a boys party trip so there'd be all these posts on social media about what they were all up to so I could see that he was like having a great time just not talking to me and I was like something's going on something's going on next minute this girl appears in all these pictures He's found himself a holiday romance and forgotten about me. Which is just a lovely feeling, I'm sure. so good, so good. And the real kicker was when all his friends checked back in on the plane to go to Melbourne on Facebook and he didn't because he stayed to continue the holiday romance. Really? Yeah. Didn't tell me any of this. What a jerk. I know, complete jerk. So did he ever come back? He came back. Do you know what happened? Oh, yeah, he came back and then we started dating again later. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm an idiot. Stupid. And did you ever talk about how he ghosted you? Oh, yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, okay, okay. Lots of lessons in that one. It's interesting because I was talking to another friend the other day and she was telling like quite a similar story, except I think she was traveling and met this guy maybe in the US. They were like whirlwind romance, as they often are. And then she came back to Australia and he ghosted her. And so then she was really upset because I think she was over there for quite a while. It wasn't just like, you know, a couple of weeks sort of holiday. She got a job in the US and so was going back. And he, out of the blue, messaged her and was like, you probably don't want to hear from me, but I can see you moving back. Do you you want to meet up? She said yes. And now apparently they're dating again. Oh, and so it's working out. I think it's working out. I haven't had an update from her in maybe the last three weeks. The last I heard, she's madly in love and they're trying to make it work long distance. But he's now thinking about coming to Australia. So it can work out. Fingers and toes all crossed. Good vibes out there. If not, we've got a dating disaster potentially in the works. But let's There's always a positive. (laughs) Now, we know things don't always go to plan in dating life. Each week, we bring you the best of the worst, cringiest and hilarious dating adventures of our listeners. Lee, I believe we have a listener dating disaster this week. We have an influx of listener (laughs) dating disasters, Jules. Okay, so this listener has said I can paraphrase her story. So let's see how I go with this. <laughs> okay, so she met this guy online and they went on a date. Now this date sounds like a multitude of red flags. Starts out at the beginning of the date saying that he hates going into the office. She was like, oh, how come? He said that there was a heavy-footed woman that he wanted to murder, which That's I think like- this is, she says this is like 10 minutes in, which is fairly aggressive. Oh, oh. Yeah. So uh, red flag number one. She said he then went on to tell me how he idolized Patrick Bateman and apparently all men do. 
Who's Patrick Bateman? I didn't actually know who this was either. So I looked it up. But for those of you who don't know, Patrick Bateman is the protagonist in American Psycho. Oh, God. (laughs) So so first this guy says he wants to murder the heavy-footed woman. Then he says that he idolises Patrick Bateman, who is a psychopath. Then she said throughout the night, every time he couldn't like form a thought, he would yell fuck and bang the table really loudly in this family friendly <laughs> Italian restaurant. <laughs> then he tried to kiss me as I left, but he was so short that he kissed the side of my neck. <laughs> I drove home in the most obscure circuit just in case he followed me. The next day he was like, let's catch up again. Oh, my God, they really don't get the point. No, he does not get it. No, and when she said that he wasn't her person, he asked if it was because of his height. (laughs) No, mate, it's because you're a psychopathic murderer. Oh no. Gosh. That kind of reminds me of the story that I told last week about the time I had to pretend to take that work call in China. They just don't get it, do they? And men are completely clueless. I once had the unfortunate car ride with a tow truck driver who was taking me to pick my car up. Right. That is the extent of the relationship. Literally, <laughs> the tow truck man came to pick me up to take me to the car. My car that he'd towed. Right. For context, guys, he was wearing a fake Adidas T-shirt that instead of the three leaves on the Adidas logo, they were three staffy bulldog heads. <laughs> you sound like such a snob. I do sound like a snob, but I have to give the listeners context. He wasn't so your type. He was absolutely <laughs> so far from my type. It's not like, And also yeah. so far out of any age bracket that I would ever consider. Right. There were so many things that it was just these worlds would never collide. He messaged me the next day and asked to take me on a date. <laughs> <laughs> How did he have your number? Because I had called the, his mobile was the number for picking up the car. Oh, that's such a breach yeah. of privacy, it's isn't so, it? It was so it's so gross. It was like just because I'm actually... nice to you in a car ride to get my car does not mean I'm interested in you. No, I heard heaps of stories about girls getting messages or calls from guys who got their number off those COVID sign-in sheets. <gasps> really? Yeah. Did you you didn't hear about those? A, no. a couple of friends of mine actually got that. It's disgusting yes I mean they probably think it's romantic I would be completely freaked out by that no I think that's gross that is Mm. again it's just a a breach of privacy and trust that's not why I wrote my number down yeah when you put your number on someone's car when they can't (laughs) your car like have it have it yeah (laughs) that's putting your number down with intent but this is not no do you want to hear another one yeah I do come on Okay, this one is a bit longer. We have some dedicated listeners out there. Oh, that means I give us all the detail. I like that. Exactly. Okay, so a couple of years ago, she was dating this guy that she met on Tinder, but they only ever spent time at her house. never went to his house. When she questioned why they couldn't go to his house, he said that he'd been living with a friend because his new place was still being renovated. She thought this was kind of suspicious, but as we all do, overlooked it because he was <laughs> <laughs> She said the more they got to know each other, the more he started staying over at her place. And within two months, he was basically living with her. Now, I don't know about you, but this sounds like a very familiar scenario to me. Yep. <laughs> I a very recent relationship. One. One night she was at work. He was at work, sorry. And an email notification popped up on his laptop. And she realized that he was on 
a sugar baby website. Oh, dear. As in, like, he was the sugar baby. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he was the sugar mama. Exactly. So she thought that was weird, broke it off with him, kicked him out, but she said she never got her key back. So two months later, he reaches out while she's out of town visiting family. He apologizes and asks for a second chance. And they like discuss getting together to talk about what happened, all that. The day that she said that she was heading back, it all changed. And he like suddenly stopped responding to her and radio silence. And she was a bit upset, but, you know, figured that maybe she'd hear back the next day. She gets home. Her place is a disaster. Apparently the trash was overflowing, sink full of dishes, Bed had clearly been slept in oh, and there yeah. were apparently clothes everywhere that weren't hers. That is so creepy. I would be so creeped out. Yeah. So she goes to talk to her neighbour to see like if they saw anything and they said that they saw this guy letting himself into her place the week before and he had told them that he was watching her dog what? and it turns out that he had seen on social media that she was away and had therefore let himself into her house with the key that he still had, hadn't given back to her, and had only texted her to find out when she was coming back. He he had no intention of reconciling. He just used her for a place. So she was an unsuspecting sugar mama. She was was an unwilling sugar mama. Unwilling, yeah. That's the creepiest thing. You also said to me, like, when my relationship ended, you were like, are you going to change the locks? And I was like, no. Did I? Yeah, you did. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, mm, no, I I trust that that won't happen. Yeah, but you weren't um, withholding his mix master. No, wait, no, I always forget what they're called. Thermomix. Thermomix. KitchenAid. Oh, yeah, that one. One of the, the an thing? expensive kitchen tool that you're obviously very familiar with and have used a lot before. <laughs> <laughs> Not used to make milkshakes, guys. Now, we normally do two, but. Should we have a treat and do three? I think so. Go on. Yeah. If we've got, an, if okay. we've got a third, fire away. Okay. I hung out with a guy a couple of times that I'd met on an app. <laughs> They're always the apps. He was quite nice, but I noticed he drank a lot. We had watched a movie at my home and I offered for him to stay because he'd been drinking. I woke up to him standing in the dark in my bathroom with the door open. I mean, I'd be creeped out at this stage. I'd be so creeped out. I decided to ignore it and go back to sleep. I woke up in the morning to him on his computer. I don't think he had slept. I Why went to my computer at her house. I'm not sure. I didn't understand that bit, but I was just Maybe, he had... On <laughs> Maybe he had Netflix on his account or something. Yeah, they hadn't even been dating for that long because she said we hung out a couple of times. Could have come after work. That's what I was thinking. It could be one of those douchebags with a satchel that came after work. <laughs> Why are men with satchels douchebags? Is it all men with satchels that are douchebags? Or is it like just... picture a man with a satchel and think, oh, you're going to be the same daggy old man in like 30 years' time with your leather satchel, plodding around <laughs> thinking you look great in your chinos and shirt. When the you satchel... say a man with a satchel, I picture a man like riding around on a bike. No, a satchel is like those leather bags that they flip over. They have the flappy bit. I know what a satchel is. You can get those messenger bags. Though, yeah, it's that me- like like a mess- yeah, it's like that. Bike riders, men that ride bikes in their work clothes carry satchels. I'm not about that. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record, I don't have a problem with a man. 
<laughs> Slide into our DMs. Okay, back to the story. So she woke up in the morning to him on his computer. We don't know why he had his computer. Maybe he'd just come from work. <laughs> it in his satchel. We don't know if he got there on bike. It's all very unclear. She needed to write a longer story, let's be honest. Yeah. But it was obvious to her that he had not slept. She says, I went to my kitchen and he had finished my entire liquor cabinet and cooked around $80 worth of food. I said, okay, so you have a problem. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Would you like to go home or the hospital? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's all we've got for you today, guys. It's time for me to get out and explore Prague and Lee, have a nightcap for us. I will. Thanks for joining us on All the Frog. If you liked today's app, please subscribe, leave us a review wherever you listened, and follow us on Insta at allthefrogs underscore podcast. Also, if you make it to the end of this episode, send through your feedback. It's anonymous. We'd love to hear from you. And if you've got a dating disaster for us, let us know. We'd love to hear about it. Enjoy the rest of your week, guys. And remember, you've got this. Bye.